Good morning, church. I said good morning, church. Yeah, come on. Thank you, sir. Oh, I got two today. All right, perfect. Yeah, we'll just, I'll just step to both of them. No, I'll keep this one. Thanks, man. Thank you to the amazing people. Isn't, didn't Grayson and, and Ryan just do an awesome job of bringing out pulpits? Yeah. I was really just trying to get Ryan to do more workout, um, to get his arm workout carrying that back and forth. Um, you know, when it was, it was, it's been an, an interesting week as I'm sure like all of you, as we have prepared and gotten ready uh, for Christmas and, and what that's gonna look like. And as we get ready for the season of busyness, it can be a season of busyness. It can be a season of stress. It can be a season of somewhat anxiety, somewhat nervousness. Um, as we have walked out of Thanksgiving and now walking into the Christmas season, but as I stand in front of you today, I think the greatest thing that I want to just bring to your remembrance, and I'm just going to take a few minutes here, but I want to bring to your remembrance of what really we do it all for. And as we were, uh, I was, I was, I was, as I was watching all the different kids, and yeah, that was mine that got up and forgot to give his gift, so he ran up here, <laughs> dropped his gift, and ran back. Um, that was also mine that was pointing out to whoever, I think one of the young people up front, upstairs, and... And yeah, that was mine. That was trying to run up front and she wasn't a part of even the play. (laughs) But you know, but I remember as we look back, as Pastor Christy even said, as we look back at the multi-generations that we get the chance to raise in-house, that we get the chance to speak life into a generation that will carry the baton, that they can begin to know who they are in Christ, that they can begin to know and walk in their true calling and identity of things that maybe you and I had to spend some time to learn, but now we get to build a foundation for our children, for our children's children, so they can declare the goodness of God. So they can declare how amazing and powerful God is. Because there's maybe some of us in the house today that have had to kick open some doors and had to walk through some things so that our kids can have a platform to stand on. But I'm telling you right now, please adults, like as from the bottom of my heart, as, as we begin to, to walk through this, I believe what the Lord is causing us to do, not challenge us because, uh, but, but an invitation to rise higher with him, an invitation to sit with him, an invitation to know him more, an invitation to be able to say, I'm not satisfied for right here for mediocre. I, I want to raise up the standard so that I can walk in, in newness of life with him. It's, it's been my heartbeat uh, over the past few weeks. We had on Wednesday night, we had our youth group uh, Christmas party. And I asked them at the very end, I said, can I just take 30 seconds of your time and end up being 30 minutes? Uh, which, you know, as, as Travis had preached before when he said, what does a time clock mean to a, a preacher? Absolutely nothing. Uh, which means the exact same thing to a youth pastor. Um, and as I, was, as I was praying with the young people and talking with them, It was like my heart just began to cry out that, God, I want to go deeper in you. I don't want it to be that 23 has set a new standard, yes, but I want it to be the platform that we build on so we can be able to go into deeper levels with what God has for us. I want it to be a platform that we have set that we can be able to say the victories that we have won before. If we take it from what David has done, when David met Goliath, he came to him with the word of his testimony. He said, I have conquered, the the lion came to try to steal the sheep and I conquered it. The bear came and tried to steal and I conquered it. 
And so what that did to David was it rose up the faith inside of him that said, if God can do it before, what can he do now? It rose from within him to know that if there's victory after victory that's been won, what is he going to do in the next season that he has for us? And again, I want it to be a call for us to rise up so that we can be able to know that God has a plan and a purpose for every single one of us in the house tonight. Today, tonight, this morning, whatever, whatever time of day it is. <laughs> God has a plan for us today. He has a purpose for us. I want you to put your hand on your heart before I get started here. And I just want you to say, Jesus, I know you have a purpose for me. I know you have a plan for me. So help me to see it today. Help me to recognize it today. And help me to walk in it today. In Jesus' name. Yeah, amen, amen. You know, I, was, I just want to read a couple of verses to you guys and then... Uh, I have a few, few things I'd like to share this morning. So Luke chapter one, uh, we've been celebrating Jesus's birthday. Uh, it, it's the birthday of him. And so I wanted to take us a little bit before um, as we get ready to walk into Christmas this coming week. And so Luke chapter one, I'm, coming, I'm reading to you from the New Living Translation, starting with verse number 26. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee. To a virgin named Mary, she was engaged to a man, engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Other translations would turn around and say, uh, they, they would, at the end of that, they would add on, blessed are you among women. Verse 29, it says, confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. For you have found favor with God. Everyone say, I found favor with God. Everyone say, I'm favored by God. Turn to somebody next to you and say, you're favored by God. I know the wife's turn to the husband's like, I'm highly favored by God, right? <laughs> and if you're a husband like me, I'm going to be shopping tomorrow to get everything ready. Anyways, so <laughs> 31, uh, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus and he will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God and give him the, the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, "But how can this happen? I'm a virgin." The angel replied, "The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby will be born." So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. Now remember, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go back in a second uh, and, and just take a quick look at that. But, what, but remember, before the, the, the priest uh, Zechariah had been shown from the same angel, Gabriel, to say that him and his wife are going to have a baby. And so Elizabeth is, is the relative there, and that was the one thing that they were discussing was how can God do it in this age that we're in? So people said, uh, people used to say she was barren, 
but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the, the word of God will never fail. Everyone say the word of God will never fail. Another translation would say, for with God, it, nothing is impossible. When it, when it goes into describing, it says the word of God will never fail. I think that's something that we have to stop for just a quick moment. We're going to read one more verse here, but we're just going to stop for a quick moment. If we can be able to recognize it, if we can declare it and have this inside of us, this is something that we can walk into 2024 with to know that the word of God can never fail. As we begin to know, because it, 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 it's constantly this reminder uh, as we see. Uh, okay, I'm going to get ahead of myself. I don't want to do that, right? Verse 38, and then, and then we'll, we'll get going. It says, Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true true and then the angel left her so for the next few moments and, and i do really hope to only take a few minutes of your time but i want you to just i want us to come into this invitation with the lord has for us today and that's for us to get ready and get used to being different get used to being different this past thursday was so awesome i had the amazing opportunity to be with our second year vssm students and um, Brooke and Travis put together an awesome Christmas party where pizza and soda and, I mean, they had me at Hawaiian pizza. And yes, I do believe pineapple belongs on pizza. And a good, yes, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. You guys just made me so happy right now. Like, yes, Lord. <laughs> okay. I didn't, I didn't know where we were going to go with that response. So, um. And so, yeah, and so I got the, the amazing opportunity to be able to be with them. And uh, one of the things that they did was we put, they put together, I say we, they put together um, a, a gift exchange. And, and in the gift exchange, it had to be a coffee mug with a prophetic word in it. Um, and you didn't know who was going to get it. And then, of course, as we came all together, then they drew, uh, we drew numbers. And then we got the, got the mug. And then, um, and then you would read the prophetic word. And then afterwards, we would take the activation and then we would prophesy over the people that gave us the mug. And it was just really cool. I mean, a chance for us to, to you know, have uh, a good chance to be together and just hang out, but also too, to be able to see what God is doing in each and every one of our lives. And I preference this with the, with the night before when I was talking about when we were with the young people, that was like our heart as we begin to go after, like we want 2024 to be a year that we go after activation. Um, in our young people from 12 to 18, if you have any teenagers in your house, please send them on a Wednesday night because 2024 is going to be a year that we're not going to keep the same. We want it to be a year that we go activated in our faith, activated in the word, activated in the power, activated in, the, in worship, activated is what we're going to go after. And so um, we end up going around the table and we get different mugs and uh, somebody across the table from me had gotten this mug from a TV show called The Chosen. And... I'm not gonna lie to you, in my heart, I was like, dang, I really wanted that one, you know? Come on, let's be real, you know you've done it too. And I remember sitting there going like, man, you know, that's okay, I'll get it, Josh has it, I'll leave it at that. And, um, and then it came my turn, and I got the chance to open up the gift, and it was a chosen mug. Yeah, and I was like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. 
And then, okay, to be fair, my language is receiving gifts. So I was like a kid in the candy store, okay? I probably looked like my son Isaiah. I was like bouncing and happy and screaming and yelling in the room. Anyways, and so I get the mug and I end up uh, turning. I don't remember if, if Brooke told me or I turned. Anyways, we start talking across the table and on the, on the side of it, it said, uh, get used to different. Get used to different. And I sat there going like, oh my gosh, we just talked about this yesterday in youth group. But then instantly, like the Holy Spirit started to talk to me and started to kind of like in my mind start telling me like, but Tim, that's what I want for you. Because I just don't want to compl- come, become complacent in his love. I don't want to become complacent in my gifting and anointing and calling. But what I want to do is walk in a spirit that I can be able to have the heart posture that God, what more do you have next? Not just for me, please understand my heart is not just so that I can better stand on the platform, even though I do as a leader here at Valley Church, as the executive pastor, I want to be better at communicating. I want to be a better leader. But with that, I want to be a better son of God first. I want to be a challenged and, and invited to the table to sit with him, to know, Tim, this is what I have for you. And that is what I'm feeling this morning as we're getting ready to, to end out 2024. And yes, it's only a few more days away. I mean, when Drew was talking about it, I was like, please, I just want to get through Christmas and then we'll talk about New Year's. But it's like, but here's the thing though, as it's rapidly approaching, what is God calling us to do to leave behind so that we can walk in the promises of tomorrow? What has he called us to let go of so that we could be able to rise with him? Could it be that God could be calling us today as he met, as the angel Gabriel met with Mary and began to speak identity into her as he reminded her, you are favored and highly chosen. You are anointed and blessed beyond all other women. Can I tell you that that's what I feel the Lord speaking to us this morning is that you are highly favored of God. It doesn't matter what circumstance, situation, problem, anything may be facing us. What matters most is what does my heavenly father say about me, not my circumstance or situation. Because that changes. But you know who doesn't change? Our father who's in heaven. James describes it and says, that there is no shadow of turning. There's no, there's no changing of how he feels. You know what that means? That when he's in a good mood, does that, that means that he's always in a good mood. And sometimes that can be a little bit hard for us because it can be that we have the, the example maybe of not so good of a earthly father or of a parent that, that has constant changes of how they feel. But yet what our father wants us to remember is what Gabriel began to talk to, talk to uh, Mary and tell her, you are favored and highly chosen. Because if we're going to walk out our true calling and identity, I first have to remember of where I really stand in his presence. I'll say this. <clears throat> As I was super excited to watch the play. Actually, I will tell you, honestly, this is the first time I got to watch it was this morning. Um, and they've practiced numerous times. It's just, unfortunately, I've been able to. And I knew that um, the, the young people that were standing up here being the hosts, I think, of the party, I think is what they were called. And, but all of those, every single one of them are interns. All, I think it was six of them, right, up here, if I'm counting correctly. Uh, all six of them are interns. And that... They have decided this past year to intern with me, but we have taken it to a whole new level that now they're interning all throughout the year. 
There has been more homework. There's been more reading assignments. There has been more activation that has gone into their life. But can I tell you, because of their yes, that they want to see what God has for them in this next season in their life. And I believe that it's not just, we, 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 and, and please don't hear, don't hear me wrong. I don't want it to just be that we just preach about it to our children and we want them to rise into who God has called them to be. But I want each and every one of you to rise into who God has called you to be. I want it to be where we become, and we have talked about it, our, 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 our uh, constant statement, our mission statement here is to equip and empower you to fulfill your purpose in Christ. That is what we want to walk in as we continue to go through, but it's got to start with our response, our heart posture, because when Gabriel met to Mary, he begins to talk with her about where is she at and, 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 and begin to remind her of her true identity, but Mary had to make the decision of what she is going to do with the call, with the invitation. You see, we, we, when it was began to speak, when Gabriel began to speak with her, she began to say, well, like, how can this be? Because my current situation doesn't call for me to have a kid. It could be that the challenge of the word that's getting spoken to us, like maybe when I said, turn to the person next to you and say, you're highly favored, maybe we said it a little bit quieter because it might not be something that we fully believe. Maybe we said it a little bit softer because we don't quite believe it ourselves. And I hate to say it, I'm sure you didn't, but maybe we don't believe it about the person that we even pointed at and said it to. Hopefully we did, right? Yes? Okay, perfect. Um, everyone's like, I don't know how to respond to that one. <laughs> but yet, here's the thing. It determines the promise that God is speaking to us and wanting to give us can be determined upon our level of response that we're willing to give to him. The promise that he has for us in front of us is everything that we could ever want, hope, dream, and desire. But you know, even Paul begins to write and says like, I'm, he, he goes in to say like, I, I've, I've learned all these different things, but one thing I know is that like, there's nothing that can separate me from the love of God. And he goes into all these different things that, could, that, that, that he wants to just lay it at, at ease, all the lies of the enemy that nothing can separate us from the love of God. But yet there is one thing, and that's my own desire, my own heart posture. Am I willing to be like Jesus as he's crying out in the garden and say, not my will, but yours be done. As Mary is, is invited into the promise that the Lord has for her, she now has the accountability to make the decision, am I going to follow what he has for my life? Or am I gonna stick with the situation that I'm, I'm in right now? Or am I gonna stick with the tradition that I've been told that this is how it is to be? You know, as we, as we look into Christmas traditions, there's so many different Christmas traditions, right? I'm sure you have them as your own personal family. Uh, I feel like every single year, me and my wife make a new tradition and we tell ourselves next year, we're gonna do this again. And the next year we change it all over again. Um, we tried the tradition of, you know, making homemade things, which my wife is so amazing at doing. Um, but then we get to the next year and I'm like, babe, can we just buy it versus making it? 
because I don't want to spend twice the money and three times the amount of time to, to make it. Um, and we all know that we ended up making it because uh, I'm, I'm honoring to my wife. And we tried the tradition of going out and cutting down our own Christmas tree. Has anybody ever tried that? <clears throat> God bless you. <clears throat> if you've never heard the story, unfortunately, we tried to go out and cut our own Christmas tree. We got the permit. We got everything all set. Get out there, and we don't have the right clothes. We don't have the right saw. Uh, I, think, I think Eliana was just born. So, I mean, this is a couple years ago. And, like, every step that we took, Ezzy's, like, the snow's up to her waist, and we're trying to keep the baby out of it. Of course, we're in the middle of nowhere, and every child has to relieve themselves. And it's just, everything just continues down the line. And then as we even strap the most Charlie Brown of all Charlie Brown trees to the, to the top of our car, as we get on the freeway all the way from whatever city we're at, and right as we get on the freeway, going down for a few minutes, we hear the loudest snap, and uh, our tree broke in half and ended on half of the freeway. <clears throat> and me being the... the the, the amazing husband that I am just got up, ripped everything off the roof, threw it to the side of the, of the road <laughs> as my wife is grabbing some of it and, and, and trying to save, you know, as many things as she can from the tree. I think we did bring a little portion of it home uh, just for us to be reminded. Um, now, please hear me. It may sound like, oh, my gosh, you left this tree. Like, no, this wood has more wood than the tree that I had on the car. We get home, we shower, we change. Everybody starts drinking hot chocolate instantly. And then we literally just go right down the street, pick up one from the lot and bring it home. And this year, thank you, Jesus, you decided we're gonna go ahead and just buy one and have it shipped to us in two days. Thank, praise God, like, I'll deal with that. But Christmas traditions, right, that we all have. I'm sure as soon as I start talking about that, we each have our own individual story that we can talk about Christmas, Christmas traditions, how we wake up in the morning, uh, as you know, I am the one that is running throughout the house, screaming, yelling, jumping on the kids' bed, like, wake up, it's Christmas! You know, even though I know what was underneath the tree, but it doesn't matter, like, I am excited. Um, I'm even the one that used to have, unfortunately no more, but a stocking that you would push the ear of Scooby-Doo, and he would sing, we wish you a Merry Christmas, and I would go around the house, like, waking up everybody as I was pushing the little ear to do that. I'm sure that is why we instantly, unfortunately lost that decorative box um, over the years. So Christmas traditions play a very big part. We, uh, it, statistics will say that here in America, over 80% of people will go to a Christmas party in, the, in these two, three weeks time. Uh, I'm sure if you're like me, your schedule can get packed out with like, we got to be here with this family. We got to be here with this friend. We got to go here. We got to go there. Um, it's it said that there are millions of dollars that are sold in Christmas stamps uh, throughout the Christmas season. It is talked about how much that every single year that here in America that we will spend billions of dollars at is one of the most uh, important times for retail businesses will be during the Christmas season. Uh, I mean, the statistics are just outrageous as we continue to look into it. Um, I even found one thing that even said that one of the most expensive Christmas trees ever decorated in the world, of course, was in Dubai for $11 million. Yeah. And I had to count it out because that was a lot of zeros that I couldn't keep track of. 
And so there are all the different Christmas traditions. I'm sure that if it's, you have a Christmas white elephant gift uh, for your family or for your friends, that we wear certain colors or we take Christmas pictures. Traditions begin to, to, to form. And as we find traditions that happen with us as, as children, as we grow up to have our own family, we may keep the same tradition, but we may change it just a little bit. It may be that we, we, instead of doing 15 gifts, we may only do one. Or instead of only doing one, we may do 15. It doesn't quite matter. Uh, what, what matters is that we begin to set the, the tone and the standard uh, of what it's going to be. You see, tradition is an inherited, established, or customary pattern of thought, action, or behavior. It's an inherited, established, or customary pattern of thought, pattern of thought, action, or behavior. We see when Mary was challenged that day from the angel Gabriel, she instantly in her mind went back to tradition that said, but I'm still a virgin, but I don't, I don't, I have never been with anybody. I'm not married. She begins to start to play and give the excuse of like, I don't know if this can really happen because the word that you've given me is very large and very big and it's going to change the world. But I don't know if me myself can fulfill that. And maybe that's where we're at today, that sometimes as the word of God is passed to us, that we can begin to feel that, that I don't know as being challenged. Am I really going to feel all that? Am I really going to know that? Can I fulfill the promise? And can I tell you something? This is why when the angel started off with, with Mary, he began to start off with, you are favored by God. Because when you are favored by God means that you are already predestined to win. When you're favored by God, you already have the joy to overcome the circumstance. When you're favored by God, you begin to know that even in the midst of trial and circumstance, that God has a plan for my life. That it doesn't matter what may come against us. What matters is who am I focused on and where am I going with him? You see, because so many times we can get it where the word is preached to us and we know this is what you have called me to do. I mean, can I even tell you, I was coming down the, the I, I normally, before I preach, I'm always in the prayer room for a few minutes and then I'm coming down the hallway and as I'm coming down the hallway, I'm trying to stand up straighter and I'm saying, God, this is what you have called me to do. Let me walk out the purpose in front of me. As I'm coming down the aisle and get ready to worship, God, this is what you have called me to do. Let me walk out your purpose and your plan. And that same umph that I was getting inside of me, I feel like I want to transfer it to you today because you need to know you are favored by God. You are blessed and highly anointed. I don't care the circumstance or situation. Can I tell you? I, I don't care about it. Why? Because I come from those same circumstances. But I can tell you if he has done it, <clears throat> Woo! If he has done it for me, he can do it for you. And so here's the deal. Gabriel begins to speak to Mary and he says, you are chosen by God. Everyone say, I'm chosen by God. I'm chosen by God. <clears throat> Sorry, I was kind of dealing with the, not kind of. I am healed and healed of the cough and healed of the phlegm and congestion in Jesus name. Highly favored. Amen. I think Mary would be like much of us, or what much of us would be like Mary, where we may have been confused and even disturbed. God, is that really what you've called me to do? Is that really what you want me to do next? Is that really what you want me to follow after in this next season, in our marriage, in our family, in myself? Is that really what you have for me? And I think we can take it. Verse 30, he says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. 
for you have found favor with God. He says, no matter what's coming against you, I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want you to worry. I don't want you to feel the, the, the tug of the anxiety that I just don't know. No, I don't have to know. That's the most beautiful part of living with God and walking with him. I don't have to know the situation. I just have to know the God that I serve. Because there's a difference. Because Job, as he talked about, that even though he slay me, yet will I praise him. Job said, even though my current circumstance and current tradition and current uh, problem or current thing around me is saying, you cannot fulfill it. He is saying, but it doesn't matter because I know the God that lives within me. And that you and I, as we get ready to walk into this next season, we have to walk in the determination and the, and the stance and the heart posture that I know my God and what he has done and what he is about to do. You see, when we know that we are, okay, let's say it this way. When we know we are loved children of God, we act different. We, we talk different. Uh, there was an incident that happened with, with one of the young people and, and one of the interns, and I was, I was talking with them, and I was like, let me just start off by saying I'm not mad. I'm not disappointed in you. I just know what God has called you to, and I want to walk it out with you. And I began to just talk with them. There was, there was about three of them that we sat there talking with. And when we left the room, one of them came up and just said, like, are we good? And I was like, we've been good. Like, you, you are still good. Like, we, it is not that you fell from grace or anything like that. You are still called, anointed, and chosen to walk this out. So we're going to keep walking it out. It changed. They instantly walked away with smiling and standing up straighter. Do you know that's what our Heavenly Father does with each and every one of us? When we sin, if we confess our sin to him, leave it at his feet, we are now being able to stand up. Because when guilt and shame comes to, comes to us, uh, condemnation from the enemy, it's like putting weights on our shoulders that we're going to walk down a little different. Because he the enemy understands something that sometimes we don't always get. He understands that the more he can get you looking down is the more that he can get you tripped up because you're not going to be focused on what is actually in front of you with what God has for you. And it, no, no, yeah, like understand something. Like I, I, I get it. What, what ends up having to happen is when we fail and make a mistake, when we sin, which means we miss the mark, which means we miss the mark, it means that now I get the amazing opportunity to repent of my sin to give it over to God and to walk in true identity with him because I don't have to live in the guilt and shame and condemnation. And so when he begins to talk about, I even love the part in, in verse 33, he says, and, and he's, Gabriel's talking about uh, who's going to be coming and, and his name's going to be Jesus. And he says, he's going to reign over Israel or another translation says over the house of Jacob forever. He says, he's going to reign over Israel and another translation will say, over the house of Jacob. Can I, can I tell you something about this? Jacob is the one, if you remember, that wrestled with the angel. That the angel then began to say, wrestled with God that night, and his name got changed from Jacob to Israel. And so I believe that when the Bible was talking here, it was saying for Israel, but it also wanted to be a quick reminder for us that it's not just the God of our victories, but it's the God of our defeats as well. When he says he's gonna reign over the house of Jacob, it means that he's gonna reign over the house of your discouragement. 
It means you're gonna, he's going to reign over the house of your anxiety and your pain. He means he's going to reign over the house of maybe the mess up from yesterday. But here's the most beautiful part that sets the tone is that it says over the house of Jacob, but it also is a reminder that we are called Israel. We are called children of God. We are called sons and daughters of the most high. That it's not being called your defeat, but it's being called the victory that he has already won for you and I. And this morning, I don't know what, what you walked in here with, but I know exactly what you can walk out with. And that's an encounter with the love of God. That's an encounter with Jesus Christ. As we walk into this next season of maybe the different traditions and maybe the different things of Christmas and all the different stuff that's gonna come up to us, but what's gonna matter most is where is our heart postured at? Because Zechariah, a few verses later, the, the priest, he's in the temple and he is doing his priestly duties and the angel appears to him and begins to tell him that you have been chosen, like you and your wife are going to conceive a son and you'll name him John. And Zachariah's response is, we're too old, we can't, there's no possible way, there's nothing we can do. And the Bible begins to describe it and says, Gabriel says, I've been in the presence of God, I've heard your true identity, but because you have doubted, you're not gonna be able to talk until that baby's born. That'd be pretty difficult, right? I mean, if you're like me, you're a verbal processor, you love to just spit it all out there and keep talking, and, and that'd be pretty difficult. But yet, what ends up happening is there's the opportunity that he had to keep his mouth quiet because he didn't wanna mitigate the promise that was given to him. And so, Zachariah goes home tells his wife, her heart postured is, he sees us, he knows us, he loves us. You know, I thought, I'm like, man, many times I've been Zachariah in this story. And I've come home and told my wife, this is what I feel like the Lord has shown me. And I'm like, but I don't know. And she's like, what do you mean you don't know? He's chosen us and anointed us for such a time as this, let's walk in it. And I want it to be, our heart positioned like Mary, where she says, all these things around me are saying, it's not gonna work, it's not gonna happen. But her response in verse 38 says, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said to me come true. I am the Lord's servant and let everything you have said to me come true. Because again, as we go back to, Gabriel begins to first talk to her and tells her, this is who you are. Because what you're about to walk through is gonna maybe try to steal that from you. Maybe try to take that away. Maybe try to get you to live in a mediocre lifestyle. But what God has for you is so much more than that. Can I tell you what God has so much more in store for us? for healthy families and marriages. I believe 100% that this is going to be the, the, the center of seeing uh, uh, divorce rates going down in our region. This is going to be the, yeah, this is going to be the, the epicenter of seeing that suicide rates going down in our region. 
I believe that this is going to be the epicenter of the place of which we are called and sent out to every place in all of the world. I believe this is going to be the epicenter that you and I are going to walk in because we, gonna, we are going to walk into 2024 with the response that, Lord, here we are, send us. Here we are, use us. Here we are, empower us. Because I may not feel like it, and that's okay. But I know that I've got a family that's going to come alongside me and pick me up and remind me who I am and remind me what I'm called to do and remind me of who I am in your presence, God. So I want it to be our response. Would you stand with me? I hope I communicated this properly. I hope I gave this enough to this. Thank you, Jesus. I just, I want to, because, man, woo, boy. Jeremiah 31, I think, Hannah, you got it for me. Jeremiah 31, uh, Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31 through 33, okay? I want to read this over you guys. So if if you want to, you can close your eyes. You can put your hands out to receive this because I feel like this is a declaration for us. The day is coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one, like, will not be like the made, like the one made with the ancestors when I took them out of Egypt. They broke that covenant, though I love them as a husband loves his wife, says the Lord. But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Valley Church. This is the new covenant I will make with every husband and wife, every child, every young person, every son and daughter of the Most High God. This is the covenant he is going to make with us, says the Lord. He will put his instruction deep within us and he will be our God and we will be his people. The instruction is not so that I can get it in my head, but the instruction is so that I can get it in my heart and I can say like Mary, here I am. Let every word that was said this morning, let it pierce every lie. Let it uproot every weed that has found itself into our hearts this morning, that we can be able to be more like you, Jesus, every single day. Because I just don't want it to be for me, but I want it to be for my wife. I just don't want it for my wife, but I want it to trickle down into my children. I just don't want it for my children, but I'm saying for my children's children and grandchildren that I may never get to see, but I want it to be, God, from our yes because it was Mary's yes that ultimately changed the world. And Father, I know that you're giving us the same invitation today, that you're ready to change our, our, our circle of influence to every place that we go when we're at work, where we're at school, even right at home with stay-at-home moms and dads that are homeschooling God. But we're just saying that right now that you are creating a new covenant with us. I'm not looking at 2023 failures our, our mistakes as failures, but I'm looking at 2023 as victories that have been won time and time again. And we're looking at 24. We're looking at 24. That's going to be a year of more. That's going to be a year that's going to walk us out. That we're going to walk in our true purpose and calling. So Father, I just thank you for every single one of these people here this morning. I thank you for every, every visitor, every 
every person, every man and woman, but we just say right now, God, touch our hearts and our minds. Let my heart be positioned that I wanna know you more. Not to have it perfect, not to have it perfect, because I don't have to be perfect, but to be open and willing to accept what you have for us. So God, I just say right now that you would bless every marriage in this house. I ask that you just bless every family in this house, every house that I would just say that you'd be covered with peace and love in this next season. God, we say to to those that are single, those that are married, to every single person here, God, that there is peace and joy and comfort that comes from you. And we want to walk out all that you have for us. So I'm going to, this, this next season, God, help us to be used to being stretched. Used. Get, get us used to just walking in the new with you. Get us used to being with you, to hearing your voice, that our ears would be in tune to what the spirit would just quicken us to say or to do. That our eyes would be focused in on you in this next season. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. I'm not going to call us to the front, but I want to do something right where you're at. If you wouldn't mind, if your husband and wife or your friends or somebody next to you, would you just put your hand on their shoulder? I just feel like it's a, this is a, it's a moment. I just want to take that we know that we're not, we're not, I want you to know because in, in this season, there's a lot of statistics that say that people feel the most disconnected during this season. They feel the most disconnected. And I want you to know that as you're here this morning, you're not disconnected. As you're here this morning, you're not alone. As you're here this morning, you're not abandoned. As you're here this morning, you're not by yourself, but you're connected. So I want to take just 30 seconds if we can. If you just close your eyes and I just, in your own words, I want you to pray for the person next to you. Just pray for them. Just, God, I just want you to bless them this season. God, I want you to bless them this season. What they're walking through, what they're walking in. God, I just say that right now, that, that their heart would be positioned to say, Lord, I'm your servant. Whatever you've got for me. Lord, I'm your servant. Whatever you want to do next. It may look different. This next season may feel a little different for us, God. But I know this, that my eyes are not going to be focused on the storm. My eyes are going to be locked on you, Jesus. So, Father, I just say right now over every single person here this morning, and even those that are watching online, that you are blessed and highly favored. You are chosen and redeemed. You are called for such a time as this. You are positioned to be able to walk out the purpose that he has for you. And you got to know that you are loved. Know that you are loved 
know that you are cherished. Like I said, I want it to be an invitation for us to go higher in God. For us to go higher in what he has for us. For us to go higher in what he wants to do in our life. We thank you for the new covenant that's even being uh, determined and, and being put established right now in our hearts and our minds, God. If we've never given, if you've never given your life to Christ, I, and, you, and this is your first time, I want you to know there, there, I want you to know that this is the place that he wants to encounter with you. So before we go, and we'll do one last prayer, if I can get our ministry team up here, our ministry team, they'll, they'll be up here to rather ready to pray with you, ready to encourage you, ready to speak with you. And I just encourage you. I would strongly encourage you, if you have never given your life to Christ, the ministry teams that are up here would love to get the chance to pray with you. They'd love to get the chance to walk you through it. But if this Christmas season you're saying, I just don't know what to do next, this team is here as well to pray and walk beside you. So in this final prayer, just Father, we thank you for what you have spoken to us today. We thank you for what you are doing this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the amazing children that got up here and did their, their singing and they looked so cute in their stars. But help it be, God, that we walk out as adults so that when our children look at us or the children running around here look, look up, they see that we're walking in, their, in, our, in our purpose, they can walk it out too. So Father, I just say from, from the front to the back, to the left, to the right, to those watching online, let it be a season of growth. Let it be a season of prosperity. Let it be a season uh, of forward movement. Let it be a season of positioning our heart to sit at the feet of Jesus, to hear all that he has for us. So we thank you for it in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. God bless you as you leave this week. Have a great week.